Okay, guys, we're so excited to have everyone back in your car or on your walk, wherever you are listening to this, um, for another episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. And today, Lindsay and I are literally so excited because we have an awesome guest that I've known, gosh, since we were little kids just through church things all of our when you have mm-hmm. to explain all the church it's functions from back in the day it's like they're like <laughs> what but Blake and I go yeah. way way back and he is one of the coolest entrepreneurs locally and beyond that I know and wow. I love following um you and your family online and keeping up and so yeah today's going to be a lot about really entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. Blake's going to talk just some cool stuff about like fear and overcoming self-doubt and stuff like that so I am just excited yeah, well, thanks, Lauren. You you nailed it. Definitely, I've known you a while. Yeah. I, I honestly <laughs> don't know if I could go back to like when we officially met. It's just like we were always around each other yes. kind of thing, right? For um, sure. So, yeah, thank you for that, that intro. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I would call myself an entrepreneur maybe now, um, but I'm still working on getting to that level, I think. So I'm in the early stages of it for Listen, sure. Listen, we, we are all there. A lot. We talk about right. how like it's sometimes it's fake it till you make it. Just yes. be yourself. I don't think anybody ever really feels like no. I think especially as an entrepreneur, you feel like that's such a, like, you've made it title. Yes. I think, you know, like, to say, right, like, I'm yeah. an entrepreneur. Like, mm-hmm. it's either I don't know that you ever really well, feel like you get there. It's thrown around loosely, too, these yes, days, that's right? True. <laughs> it's that's like true. entrepreneur in your Instagram bio. Everybody. You're almost like, I don't want to tell anybody this because they're going to be like, okay, that's code for you live in your parents' basement. For sure. <laughs> You're for sure making no you don't money. Have yeah. a real job. Right. Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. Well, yeah. Blake is humble. And Lindsay, you're kind of coming in at a cool angle, too, because you don't know as much. No. Um, but I've gotten to watch from a distance. And Blake is a successful entrepreneur. Like, he's going to be <laughs> from what I've seen, very yes. humble about it. But I want to just talk about, like, give us some background on. So a lot of our listeners are either college students, grad students, or in that early career transition and I say early but we have listeners that are also in their 30s I'm in my 30s now that are kind of like holy crap I'm in this job or I'm in this life that I don't Mm -hmm. want to be living so um take us on like a little overview of your journey and how you decided to start pursuing entrepreneurship yeah sure I, I'd have to say I've, I've felt like the gene maybe was there from early on. I mean, now that I'm getting older, some of these stories kind of like come to memory where you can you can pull that from your past. And I mean, I think of even being like a kid growing up. So I have family that were entrepreneurs, right? I had my grandfather who started a business young, like right out of high school. Like he didn't even go to college and started like a trucking company and then yeah. into a construction company that... Uh, you can, I mean, he's even built commercial buildings, uh, you know, around my hometown cool. that you, you could still see today. And so that was there. My, my mom was an entrepreneur and had a retail business as when I was really young, mm-hmm. probably just probably below f- around five years old, actually, okay. we'll say. Um, that, so, actually. so that was an experience I had as, as a kid. And then my dad, who worked for my grandfather, ventured out on his own uh, in 2006 and has a residential contracting company. So I've, I've been around it forever, started like helping him when I could. And, yeah. and you grow up around that, just that kind of a, just a gritty lifestyle, right? You just have mm-hmm. to make ends meet sometimes. And, and my dad especially went through the, um, the great recession period doing that. Mm. And some tough times happened there. So I've seen a lot of things and I think it just developed a, a gritty um, kind of uh, characteristic that you need to be an entrepreneur. And that yeah. was just by default. But then also growing up, I think I had a creative mindset as well, uh, a dreaming mindset. I never thought anything was impossible. Like 
I could remember being a kid who I might have been 10 years old in like my front yard and I had this idea that I was going to make a miniature golf course on, oh in gosh, our yard so, and someone it. was going to stop and and like take part in it <laughs> and, and golf. I was did like, you do it oh yeah I mean I had the mower out there trying to mow like a green type of grass that oh, is like, funny. that's like and the coolest childhood entrepreneur yeah. story actually that I've heard I wish yeah. it was a success but I mean I never really had like the lemonade stand thought you just but started that was a always thinking yeah. outside the box right yeah, it's good. So, yeah so you have that and um and I just feel like it's, it's always kind of kind of been there um, yeah. from, from the start. And I it's kind of led awesome. to not settling. I mean, I, I don't know if I ever really felt like I found my way even through college. You know, yes. like yeah. going through four years, I did, you know, business administration degree and, and felt. That was my catch all degree because I was like, uh, right. I just want to start my business and I don't <laughs> really want to be here. All. But this yeah. seems like it yeah. makes sense. And you can pull things you learned from that. But I still is like just finding my way through all that. And I'm. Like I said, really in just the last couple of years, I feel like I'm finally kind of getting in a groove and maybe we're getting somewhere with yeah. this, um, <laughs> which is encouraging. Yeah. Yes. It's so been good. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Like, so went to college. Yeah. And did then you, what? Did you like, hop straight what's into? your story? Well, because I know I remember loosely when you started Wines Co. The yep. clothing. Wins Company. Wins, yep. Wins Company. Yep. I always call it Wines. It's Wins. 50-50, like everybody. Okay. <laughs> I do it every time. So I kind of loosely remember that. But yeah, take us on like you were in college, mm -hmm. had the idea, like, and then tell us what it is. Right. Sure. Too. Absolutely. So Wins Company uh, is a mountain lifestyle apparel brand. And really, I would say that's the first like legitimate business I, I actually started. And and I did get the idea during, during college. I was, mm -hmm. I think, in my my last year of school. Did you and go to UVA? Yeah, Was. UVA was. We're, we're going to be working with them next semester. Sweet. So they're going to hear this, they're, which is yeah, exciting. I've, I've heard a lot of great things they're doing uh, yes. marketing-wise. But, yes, yeah, started it while I was in school there. And, and the whole thing was, so we were in this time where e-commerce had taken off tremendously. Mm -hmm. I really had only just been shopping online as a customer for probably just a couple of years. And yeah. you like – Brands are popping up all the time, t-shirt brands and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't have, I have not yet seen uh, Appalachian like inspired apparel that I would buy and wear, you know? Yes. And there's, and there's an outside perception of like what rural Appalachia is like mm -hmm. anyway. And so I'm just like, I, why is there nothing out there like that? So that ultimately wanted me, uh, made me want to start this brand that kind of put thoughtful design into apparel, um, into anything you know shirts hats stickers yes. all that kind of stuff to get started and something I would be proud to wear and maybe other young people excited about um the Appalachia would be happy to wear too and and to rep right yes yeah. um because not only if you're there I have a sweatshirt yeah one if of you're the from sweatshirts away, yeah yeah I remember that yeah that was awesome um so that's why I started it and what I wanted to do I didn't know in the beginning what it was going to look like but I wanted that to somehow tie back into community effort as well okay and, and so I love that yes. we just started it and I was like figuring out how it was going to do that I was just like let's sell some t-shirts first right um and so we did that and th 
local support was great at first. We're sending orders just like within 60 miles away, probably yeah. mostly. But then it kind of took off a little bit and uh, some better designs followed and a little bit better social media. Oh, um, I, I've always thought like it that. was really great. And I mean, and it went well. Yeah, you should. We also think our first throw pillows were really great. Yeah, Lindsay <laughs> helped me sew and my first sewed pillows them in, in my Lauren's college apartment years ago. Room. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, like we were forget. like so proud. And then now, like, I have several I have sentimental burlaps. They're made you know, out of burlap, like, people. The most uncomfortable man, material you could ever select. She also for didn't know how to sew. That's I didn't. Awesome. That's, you don't need to know how to sew to have a pillow company. <laughs> Except <laughs> learn that. Except when you don't have anybody to manufacture yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. We figured it out. Yeah, but it worked. But no, so I get like, awesome. I love when people talk about the evolution the of their business yes. and like how people look back and at it. You don't even go, know how inspiring yeah. that is, though. I mean, I've, I've followed you the whole time, like while you're doing that. And I'm like, that is awesome. I, I love feel the same. I know. I like fangirl over you. And like, I don't know. I just think <laughs> it's cool. I don't well, know. And it's, it's cool when you find other young people that you see just going for it. Yeah. Yes. You know, just doing it like not like you said, like not really knowing what it's going to turn into having like mm-hmm. the, the the loose thought that we talked about, like having like pillars of a plan and just yeah. and doing then just it. doing it. Right. Just, just doing it. And your stuff is great. And you have paid so much attention to all the details that I've noticed. And I just love that. And so, OK, so t- walk us down because you have mul- like you're doing a lot now. So yeah, what was the transitions from there to what you're doing now? Yeah. As, as that kind of progressed um, and, and how I got to turn it into a community-minded brand was a partnership with uh, a state-funded organization, actually, in southwest Virginia who was working very heavily in um, housing development, economic development, mm-hmm. and really kind of rebranding southwest Virginia. So, I mean, if you've seen some of their branding, you probably would recognize it because they've had a decent marketing effort in yeah. Tri-Cities and, um, you know, around the Abingdon area and, for and, sure. and even upstate um, on up the state a little bit in Virginia. Um, so yeah, that partnership, we got to, to join forces and help them create some, um, different looking merchandise than they had ever had before and help, um, start a program for retail partners to sell this to visitors and people who were just your designs, my designs mixed with some of their branding, just kind of a collaborative collaborative effort. And that's, that was probably, you know, where it's taken off to now. COVID has had its way with some of that and Mm -hmm. we're navigating that as well. But um, so from all that, and I decided that, that experience, that couple years of, of design work, of figuring out maybe how social media works in some facets, there's a yes. lot to it, but, and, and just that experience, I actually wanted to turn that into a creative service. And, and I actually started just two years ago. God, it feels like we lost a year. I want to say like a year ago, yeah, but it's, it's two it. now at least, <laughs> uh, maybe more. Um, a creative service agency, really, uh, but it's just it's just me right now. But that focused on merchandise, social media, and just branding in general, because yes. those are the things I'm really passionate mm-hmm. about, and I um, would you know love to work with anybody on that. I love being able to help someone realize what they what they have and how to make it maybe more visually appealing and tell For that sure. story a little better as, as you're very familiar with. Yes. So, so I wanted to do that. And, and that has, I've seen some, um, got to do some fun things with that. It's really still trying to build that up right now currently. Um, but in the midst of all that, that kind of ties us back, brings us even further into the near future or the near past. It's the last year we've launched uh, a coffee lounge in downtown Norton. Which is so cool. So I cool. have not been there yet. And I've been following it for so long. And the other day it hit me. I was like, I need to drive there to get coffee. Yeah, Like, I need to, to check it, my yeah. little self down there. Because <laughs> it is so 
what you guys are doing, it's so cool. And if you have Instagram, you need to follow them because yes. it's so fun. Like your your all's content is so engaging. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. that's Lincoln, the top part. Lincoln Road Coffee Lounge, like the president. Lincoln Road. I always have to say that when I like saying the email, like <laughs> President Road. Yes, President <laughs> Lincoln Road. Road Coffee Lounge. It is a mouthful, but yeah, it's great. And you t- we're talking about people just going for it, mm-hmm. and especially like local entrepreneurs in the area, how motivating that is sometimes, yes. inspiring rather. Uh, that's how I got tied in with that. So in college, I mean, I had a couple friends that launched this business, a husband and wife and their brother. They founded Lincoln Road Coffee. Was it a truck at first? Even before that, it was cold brew coffee in mason jars. Oh, that's That's all they were doing. Like literally grassroots. Yeah. That's awesome. Brewing this at their house on Lincoln Road putting it in mason jars, selling it to the community, really just making, like, hand deliveries, And how Appalachian. I love I it. Love yeah, it. it. In the mason so jar. Cool. I love it. Something yeah. legal in the mason <laughs> jar. <laughs> from the I region, love it. So. But some good cold brew coffee. And, and really, that was before the craze um, okay. at that time. That was before you could get it, like, fast food coffee and all that. I kind of um, remember seeing stuff on social media um yeah i mean that is weird cold brew is such a thing now but then it was kind of mm, like this was weird. unique like I mean, if you had anyone over the age of 30 they're like cold cold coffee what <laughs> <are you> <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what happens when my coffee just gets cold from like sitting that's not there. desirable yes. yeah that's not hard to do right so yeah that's what we were dealing with but uh, i just helped them work like the trailer you talked about yes. it it ended up morphing into a food truck slash trailer experience where we had it on tap, nitrogen infused and all that um, early on in the game. And so I got to get involved with that. But then just a couple years break from that Mm -hmm. um, and then found out that one of the original founders had kind of revamped the business a little bit, started a roastery in eastern Kentucky, Pikeville, not far from here. Mm -hmm. That's where he was living. So they were then now roasting the coffee as well, which was another level, and still brewing cold brew. But then we wanted to open this experience, like this flagship coffee lounge experience. Um, A unique model, really, um, just some of the the cool things we're doing, and put it in Norton, kind of where it all started, and why is it right next to Norton in the same area. So it it all just kind of came together, and I got to come on board and be a partner in that and be part owner of the coffee lounge, and I get to – or I got to put the team together and kind of get to lead us um, into building these phases. Because we were going to launch this pre-COVID, like, March, April of 2020. Okay. So, like, talk about a pivot. And then it's like, (laughs) we pumped the brakes and just regrouped and figured out, well, what can we do? So then four or five months passed, we opened in August. Okay. um, And on a very scaled back Mm -hmm. kind of way. Yes. Opened doors. We're doing just, you know, hopefully, or we were hoping that people would, would at least walk in and get coffee and leave kind of thing. Right. And, and so that happened, and it, it really kind of took off, and we've just been expanding hours, expanding offerings since then, and it's kind of morphing into almost the, the final vision that we've had for it, which we're excited. We hope this summer we can kind of really see the full effect. Well, I'd say that will be something so like cool. We also talk a lot on the podcast about, like, when you do have to make changes and those things that they teach you, like those unexpected lessons that you learn, like I would uh-huh. imagine we all launching, learned like them this in 2020. Is, that's a big thing that like launching something and having yeah. to kind of like break your heart and scale it back. And oh, then, gosh, yeah. but the ability to learn and transition, yes. you know, I don't want to say when the stakes are lower, but you know, you're, you're, you're forced to by 
regulations of the state and mm -hmm. whatnot as to, you know, how many people you right. can accommodate. And, you know, well, I'm curious to see how when you look back on it, you see, oh, it's different than we thought it would be, but it's better because. Yes. Because you know, I think that's always a great opportunity in those transitions. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, that just proves, like, what passion you have yes. for what mm -hmm. you're doing and the team that you're surrounded with because it would yeah. have been so easy to just be like, okay, well, back better back burner next time, time, you know. So, you know, like, yeah. and that huge, huge kudos to you for, like we said, yes. just doing it. Well, thanks. And making it through, you opened a food, basically, right. service yeah. during a pandemic, and you're still standing. Yeah, yeah. and then the whole thing was if we, I mean, it's it's not the most encouraging, but I was like, if we could survive That's this, what I was just yeah. like, if you could get through this, good. you can get we through can anything. anything. If we could pay the bills, like, through this and yeah, pay the like, team and, and, and still make some money, like, you we're started right. it like yeah. in the valley, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and like <laughs> only going up. For yeah, <laughs> well, for sure. And so you do all of this stuff, have done all of this stuff, have such an interesting story. How old are you? I'm 27. 27. I'm claiming it for another two weeks. So. Good. <laughs> Claim it. You've done all this stuff. Not only like does he do this, he is a husband a dad of two children under five, mm. and his wife is an entrepreneur, which I don't know if she would ever come be uh, on but I'll, you make would, everyone feel welcome okay she, would, she, would I, she has she to <laughs> or i'll come to you guys like we'll like we take do it the coffee we'll take the show on the road but Please. um and he's a worship leader at his church i mean you are just you should i know it's hard we talked about this before we started recording to be like oh my gosh like i'm not, nothing i've done nothing but like <laughs> you are just really going after it wow. and doing so much and it's so exciting mm -hmm. but that's the glamorous piece of it. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to tell us, like, a lot of our people and me, it's like, how do you, okay, you've done all of these things, but I'm sure they haven't happened without fears, doubts, insecurities. Can I do yeah. this? So, like, talk us through some of that and, like, your experience with that imposter syndrome type thing and kind of how you decided to get through that or to just, they're going to be here, but I'm going to go on yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think the the ending of that was the most accurate description, right? I don't know that you ever fully overcome some of those uh, internal hurdles. Maybe you're able to channel them a little better, at least in my case. Uh, I think deal with a lot of, of fear of failure, but a lot of, a th of maybe ending up in a place where when you fail, you won't seem impressive to other people. Like yeah. that's, that's such a, a tough thing. And I hate that you have to say that sometimes, but just trying to be real, like, yes, chasing those dreams it's like it's such a thing that so many people don't understand like the the risk of it and like why would you put yourself through yeah. all that and those kind of For things sure. to where they was like why even try that that you worry like that's their thinking all the time about For you sure. right, right. Like, I, I still there's still people in my family just, just, that have yeah. no idea what I do the other day right. I told my mom I was like I have this pitch event next week and I was like I'm inviting everybody that's confused to this event so they and they can, can what hear doing. what I'm yeah. doing because it's so disheartening <laughs> sometimes because you're just like they think I'm just doing nothing anyways yep carry on uh, I'm just <laughs> no. with you on that still to this that's, day that's good to hear yeah I, I don't talk to enough people like that I think like you like you guys yeah <laughs> I well, just the thing we need too that. is like when I think when a lot of people you you say well I, I started this business blah, blah blah I think myself sometimes even like you think how does somebody have the financial means to do this and to start this? When then you break it down, the financial piece is, is sometimes a challenge. But for me, at least, and I think most entrepreneurs or small business owners, the larger piece to overcome is that internal narrative of mm -hmm. I've just got to do this. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you ha that is such a big 
things yes. ever come and hearing about you doing, you know, three different things and then, you know, your wife and her entrepreneurial things yes. as well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like yeah. the, uh, the mental yeah. gymnastics that you have, you guys have had mm-hmm. to go through to do that. That's, yeah. it's, it's, it's part of it that really, unless you've done it, people don't understand. Right. It. And it is always there. I th- think one thing that helps get through that though, is what you mentioned, like even my wife who probably, she, I think she would say this and never in her wildest dreams would think she would have an entrepreneurial spirit That's about awesome. her, you know, decides she wants to pursue something like that. And then you're like, okay, well maybe you, I inspired that in her in some some degree to make her feel like she could chase those things and that she has support, you know, yeah. that's big too, yeah. right? Is having that support as well. So I think when you see that in other people and, and things like this, when you're able to get that energy mm-hmm. um, and then come back home and think it is all worth it. Even yes. if there are those, those battles and those struggles, um, especially if you can see the vision at the end of the day. And right. that's, that's one thing too, I think as, as entrepreneurs and dreamers in general, and for me growing up was I thought everyone thought like I did. I thought they yes. saw these like visions of things happening and how Same. things could be better and all this Same. stuff. I'm like, but they don't. I've realized like not many people think that way. Right. Like it we're right? like kind of the exception to the <laughs> rule. I thought I was the rule. I, you know, like, I thought that's how everybody was. There's two moments like piggybacking off of that. For one, I thought everybody seen the world that way. And people are like, why don't you just calm down and like quit <laughs> yeah. trying to do everything? I'm like, that's not an option like I literally cannot see the world any other way my parents struggle with that initially because they're not entrepreneurial but they finally figured out like this is who she is and it's okay (laughs) she's actually going to make it but it was always like I had this restlessness inside of me that I couldn't and yes I thought that everybody they don't and so it's a unique (laughs) gift and like I I mean obviously I'm always going to fall like a little bit on the spiritual side although I don't care where anybody else falls, but this is where I fall, Mm -hmm. is that God puts certain things inside of certain people for a reason. And for us to harness that and do our best with it, I think is being a good steward of a really good gift. Um, And somehow, I guess you just find the strength, like to kind of push through the negativity and stuff. But there's, I mean, you can try to squash down that entrepreneurial spirit, but it's just like somebody having the, desire and the skill set to become a surgeon you know it's just right, kind of yeah. there so right. I don't and know it always like ends up bubbling over yes because even I in agree. jobs that I would do that I would think like yeah I'm just gonna just work a job just, just be normal just, you know oh, no 100%. I'm always trying to find ways to like make it better we should try to do this I right Julia at the spa like she could tell you how many times I've been like we need to sell these products and she's like no, Lindsay, no we, we don't. don't you know like but that because I'm just always that's the way my brain yep. is programmed to be yeah and and the world needs people like us because otherwise there will be no evolution. They need people like us and they need some people that are like far different yeah. than yeah. us. Yeah. They need people like us and they need people to run the financial yeah, side of people everything. People that calm do. us down and yes. keep us grounded too. Exactly. You know, so that's the thing. But yeah, and talking about like a spiritual piece of it for me, I, when I was launching Bellmead, it was like, okay, so by the end of the day, every day, I told myself, this is the worst idea ever. What are you even thinking? People are going to, you know, like all these things that you, you know, say mm-hmm. in your head. And then, the Bible verse that kept coming back to me was his mercies are new every morning because every morning I would wake back up and I would think, no, you know what? This is important to me. Yeah. 
and if it'll make anybody else's life, if it helps one person be a little happier this holiday season or a little, and you know, I'm like, obviously not doing brain surgery here. I'm decorating Christmas trees, but like, you know, it (laughs) It it was just like, it, you know, that like refresh me every morning. And so I think that's the thing is like all of those, it's not one big start. It's a million tiny starts as yeah. you're going like big, you have to big keep, or small like it's yeah. all it's all valuable and I think we all fall in the same line of like a, a driving purpose is creating something that makes that brings someone else happiness yes yeah whether that is uh, a service or whether that's a cup of coffee mm-hmm. whether that's uh you know Christmas decoration like it there's if you can if you can provide that to somebody it, it just makes it worthwhile yeah in the end, yes right? for sure for sure so how do you like if you had to give some like tangible tips and you can even think back to you're talking to yourself when you were very first starting out mm-hmm. like what would you go back and tell yourself what tips would you give yourself if you're like in that phase where you're letting those limiting beliefs win it's good it's a good question I think for one, start, just get it started. Mm-hmm. Start doing something. Yes. Uh, and I can say that but with the the brand, uh, the Wins Company, just the, the T-shirt brand and all that, looking back, I'm like, that was not very great design work. And um, I, I'm maybe not as proud of that product as, as I would be something more recent. Mm-hmm. But if, 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 you, if you never start, you'll never become what, you, what it takes to be what That's you want to so be. True. Like, I think we can look anywhere in this world and, and sometimes we, I, I'll just say, I think I'm not the person to reach that goal, that dream. But what I've come to realize in the last year, two years is that on that journey to getting there, you do become that person, Mm -hmm. right? If, if you stick with it, if you go get through the tough times. So it's getting started and just constantly reminding myself, I'm not that person yet, but I can become that person on my way there. Yes. So, so good. And, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs would probably have that. Well, that have a success story would, would share that, that opinion. For maybe. sure. For sure. In the starting, like, oh my gosh, if I, I mean, I started a nonprofit originally and then mm-hmm. I started a consumer goods company and then I had a meltdown <laughs> and quit everything. And now I'm have a tech company. I don't even upgrade my <laughs> cell phone regularly until literally say, so, you know, like I'm not a tech savvy person, but if you would have told me mm-hmm. at 18, when I had this idea to do this one small thing that I would be sitting here trying to do what I'm doing now, I definitely have not reached any <laughs> pinnacle of anything. And honestly, I don't know that I will, but I've learned just like you said, it's the starting, it's the starting, it's the feeling fear. Mm-hmm. Like, I get nervous still when we bring guests on for a podcast because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, what if I can't do the conversation right? Or what if this? But it's like you have to let yourself start to like reprogram your brain to where that feeling means like I'm going to grow. I'm going to yeah. learn yeah. a new skill. It's about to be good. Because you're not going to mm-hmm. just not feel that. You're no. never going to feel no. like I'm just going to start and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing too, I think that's important to remember. So one, th- one thing I always say is don't worry, be crappy. Like if you don't <laughs> like have that. a starting like point – you can't get better, and if Don't you look worry, back, yeah. if you, it's, it's my motto. I love it really that. Is. Like, <laughs> start sometimes right. progress over uh-huh. perfection, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you start out and you never change and you never evolve, then you're not growing. And as we all know, in the business, in any industry, in the business spectrum, if you're not evolving, mm-hmm. 
if you're not stepping forward, you're yeah. being pushed to the back. And we don't, you don't see the stories enough of the progress because people don't share that, right? right? It, they and share it's such the a highlights. gradual That's evolution yeah. that unless you, Instagram's made it a little easier because you can like really do like a deep scroll and you can kind of see some evolution True. of things, but it's still not even near not the story. The oh, that yeah. no. the, the not you crying in yeah. your bedroom or on your yeah. living room floor. Like <laughs> I absolutely can't do this. I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say I might not have like a crying breakdown every week, but I mean, two nights ago, I was just like, this is, no, not two nights ago, last night, Wednesday night. I was yeah. like, ah, you know, is this even going to help anybody? Like, is this doing anything? Like, you're just never, I'm 12 years into my entrepreneurial journey, which is a blip on the map dot in comparison mm -hmm. to where I hope to be one day and where many other people are. But it's like, I just don't think that feeling ever goes away. And those fears or the fears of the voices. Like, I still mm -hmm. think, I'm still over here 30 years old trying to make my family proud. Oh, gosh, yeah. And they are proud I'm of me. With you. Yeah. But it's just like you always have that like feeling. But I think as entrepreneurs or people that are going to pursue, maybe you don't even start your own business. Maybe you just yeah. are pursuing a career that's a little more off the beaten path. Like I think letting that unfamiliar feeling be like become your familiar, yeah. like that, that feeling restless or that feeling misunderstood is like, yeah. it just comes with it. The other thing too that's is good. what I just realized when you're saying that, when you're going down these non-traditional paths, there are no markers that you hit by which people can express their pride. It's yeah. not like There's I'm going to be a doctor. usually no path to compare it to. Right. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to be a doctor, so everybody's going to celebrate and be proud when I finish my bachelor's. They're going to yeah. celebrate and be proud when I mm -hmm. finish my medical school. They're going to celebrate and be proud when I finish residency. Yep. And you have a different identity with all these things like – my mom's not going to go out there and be like, yeah, well, um, you I'm sold your 10th Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate know, like, and be proud yeah. that she finally vacuumed up the 15 pounds of glitter from her living room floor. You know, right. but like that means that she's decorated X number of houses. Like there are mm -hmm. no traditional benchmarks that you hit along the way that kind of give you those little like doses of like yeah, reward yeah, center, like, you know, like firing right? up. That's right. Hard. <laughs> so it's that, that endless pressure of like, yeah. I need to get there. I need to get there. I need to get there. Well, where are we even what are we judging the success by? Yeah. You know, like it's because it's, you're blazing a new trail. Nobody's sure. done it. That's a good point. I will we'll kind of wrap up on this because that was a perfect segue is to, you know, I think every day, every week, every year, I'm singing the Friends theme song now, like <laughs> basically, but I start to have a new definition for what success is. Yeah. And it's dramatically changed from 18 to 30, what mm -hmm. I feel like success is. Yeah. So how do you, Blake, Define success. What does that look like for you right now? I think it's a working definition. Absolutely. Um, probably will change in a year. But right now it is, we briefly mentioned, creating something that someone else gets happiness from. That my existence on this earth maybe results in someone else benefiting. And we talked about the small things like a cup of coffee all the way to, you know, a big dream would be to see, you know, my, my Appalachians resurge in a sense right yeah. and maybe mm -hmm. uh, uh, start a company that em employs 250 people right. um, and creates some economic growth mm -hmm. like that's big dreams and so that's successful too but it always ends up falling back realize it's partly ministry partly personality that I really care about people and I love people a lot and I'm very energized around people getting to know people building community and uh, I think you a successful entrepreneurship journey for me would be building that network that that community of people 
along with the resources you need to implement, you know, big changes and, yeah. and hopefully maybe start a, a movement uh, or a cultural shift of, of thought that kind of changes the way maybe people think in, in my my neck of the woods, mm -hmm. my, my hometown that I'm still there. I, I've tried to leave, but I'm back yeah, there. I I'm still Look there. So. I'm back. But I love so I'm much there. that you're a person, a young person who sees the value in this area, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who says, my big dream is to be here and give back to this area. And have a research. Because you don't hear mine, that so. all the time. I and agree. it's so important. Our area and our culture collectively as Appalachians, my people have been in the Appalachian Mountains since the 1600s. Mm. Very few she of us would know that. have moved outside. <laughs> if anybody was going to know that, Lindsay very would know few of us have moved yeah. outside of a hundred mile radius, which is That's very, impressive. very, it's very common actually yeah. for this area. Um, and so to hear somebody understand, we as a, a, you know, kind of a culture of Appalachians have had so much taken from us. Mm -hmm. You know, we it was you know, we're always underestimated. Our, you mm -hmm. know, our industry has been taken from us. Mm -hmm. You know, we've mined out all the coal from these mountains. And it's, you know, so to hear a young person say, I want to give back. I want to put You're back right. into this place and recognize the importance of it. And, I mean, it's just it's exciting. I, it's so awesome. exciting. It's so awesome. It is exciting. I'm so glad you're here. One day when we have, like, a Ripple campus, we'll have your coffee, and you can design, like, custom Can y'all just let me hang around us? here and, yes. like, bring you coffee? Like, <laughs> I mean, the energy, the energy here, I'm, I'm, I'm want to hang out. Just you can come out. here anytime. <laughs> this, Cumberland is a great place to come cool. and get energized when you need something. You come in anytime right. uh thank you yes, this thank you so, so much fun. wonderful my i hope you'll come back we'll have you come back we'll get anytime. your wife on here because i think everybody's yeah. gonna really love hearing to hear what you say yeah. okay cool awesome. well thank you guys for listening and uh, you know yeah show blake some love follow yeah. his right yeah we'll LinkedIn link everything Road, coffee lounge wins company um spell wins for us w-i-n-z-e okay yes wins company not wines i take, do take that a trip every time. to downtown norton like yes just we'll go hike field trip we're hike, going bike, to. get some coffee. Like that would be that would be awesome. Awesome. We're on it. Well, thank you, Blake. <laughs> thank you. Until thank you. next time. All right. Next time. <laughs>